Welcome to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I've got a fun one for you today. It's called The Cost of Living in a Perfect World. It might not sound too fun, but I like the uh I like thinking about things that might happen and basically I love science fiction and I love dystopian stories and future stories and movies. I just think it's fun. So if you like those kind of stories and you've noticed that some of them seem to be coming true before our eyes, then have a listen to my podcast today. But first, a word from our sponsor. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. If you could make this world a perfect world with no danger of death by crime, disease, or accidents... And every person had enough food, a home, a job, education, and we could eliminate birth defects and mental illness. Would you want to live forever? What if all human governments were eliminated because the entire world was managed by an intelligent computer that was unbiased and logical and always fair and even understood human emotions? Well, this is the kind of world that exists in the future in the science fiction series Ark of the Scythe by Neil Shusterman. Immortality has been achieved. Even death by accident is not permanent, as they have created the technology to bring people back from the dead. No one has to work, but they do because they need something fulfilling to do. Some people have a little bit more money than others, but no one is poor. It's basically heaven on earth. There's only one thing missing from this earth heaven, and that's God. And as you might guess, no one believes in the existence of such a supernatural being or a creator. They refer to those ideas as mortal age myths. However, as the story goes on, you begin to discover that the computer that controls the world, which they call the Thunderhead, has actually become like a god to them. The Thunderhead is the culmination of all human wisdom. He has come to the point where there was so much knowledge in the cloud that it developed a consciousness. It became sentient. Uh, And the people become quite dependent on the Thunderhead for their very lives. It doesn't take much of a jump in imagination to see that this is the direction that our world is headed. The goal is to eradicate all problems, and the means is science, medical advances, and technology, which those are all science. There are still many problems in the world, obviously. We're, in fact, living through a problem right now that some people think was created by science, but we'll probably never know. But when you do a little research, you will find that scientists are working hard at their 
desks and in labs and in the field to come up with solutions to end all diseases, end aging, create new food sources to eliminate hunger, control the weather to prevent babies from being born with birth defects, to come up with clean energy sources to eliminate pollution, to bring about peace, and to bring health to the entire world. Now, in my blog, I linked some articles for all of those topics. I don't agree with the uh, points in all of those articles, just so you know. Now, much progress has been made in some areas on these things compared to, you know, 500 years ago. But we still see war. We still see hunger. We still see um, storms. We have volcanoes erupting. We have people dying of diseases and babies born with birth defects. So we're not there yet. But I'm seeing some changes that a lot of other people are seeing um, with the advances in the human genome and the new mRNA technology for medicine where um, ending disease may, may be possible. So um, around the world though, not everyone is equally benefiting from the progress that's being made yet. Some countries and people in those countries still seem to bear the burden of providing much of the hard labor and natural resources, while the uh, others of us seem to reap most of the benefits. In our own country, we are seeing some bad changes from outsourcing automation and the creation of powerful tech monopolies that are causing the rich to get richer and the poor to get poorer. That is why many powerful people are calling for many changes in the world. So we will see where that goes. I've already written about the Great Reset and some of the other things that are happening. There is actually a bipartisan push to make changes so that people don't get left behind in this fast changing world of uh, technology and development. Now if you look on the UN's website, they have a list of goals called the Sustainable Development Goals. Now these are similar to some goals that they came out with 20 years ago called the Millennium Goals. Um, The 17 Sustainable Development Goals are no poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry innovation and infrastructure, reducing inequality, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land, peace, justice, and strong institutions, and partnerships for the goals. Now, these are not bad goals. Those are all good things. 
as long as we don't try to eliminate God as we pursue these goals. When, when we pursue the well-being of other people and, and our earth with God's leading and His glory in the forefront, then these are wonderful goals and God will probably bless them. The church must continue to love God and love people as long as we are able. But what would people have to sacrifice in order to create a world like the one in the story where uh, death had been eliminated and a computer was in control of, of world government and everything else? In the story, the people have normal human emotions. But scientists have discovered how to use technology to eliminate the the extreme highs and lows of human emotions to prevent suffering. They've eliminated depression and they keep people at basically sort of a, just a happy medium. Uh, Some of the ways they did that in the book were they used nanites, which is uh, nanotechnology that people had inside their cells And if they got hurt, the nanites would immediately start repairing their bodies. If they were upset, the nanites would help them, you know, return to uh, even emotions. They also used uh, gene editing to eliminate certain health conditions, mental health conditions, uh, from the gene pool. And the computer, the Thunderhead also acted as a guide and a monitor to help people constantly anytime they needed help with something. So in in today's world, most people that we know are pretty easygoing and compliant and just don't want to make waves. And it was the same in this fictitious world. Um, I don't really talk about the rest of the storyline, but of course it wouldn't be a very interesting book if there were no bad guys. So there are bad guys in that story. (laughs) Um, But in the story, even the people who didn't want to fit in with the rest of the people, they were called, they were given a role to play and they were allowed to be like rebels, but they weren't, they were kept at a safe level of rebellion. So even the rebels weren't dangerous. The one thing that the people do not have in the book is true freedom of choice. Because the computer is so ubiquitous, so all-knowing and all-present through the use of cameras and uh, microphones and uh, drones that people's people's actions are basically controlled Uh, and this was because um, before the computer got into charge or in control they were having wars inequality violence and it was determined that people just could not be trusted to make those types of uh, choices so once the computer took over They eliminated a lot of the problems, the government, and 
problem people and they created this perfect world. The only thing is when they did this, they essentially reduced the people, even the adults, to becoming like perpetual children who were dependent on the computer. Even if they want to kill themselves, they can't because they will be revived by their nanites. So I want to ask you a serious question. Would you want to live forever if you could live in a world like that? A perfect world controlled by a computer that had um, with nanites in your blood to heal you and protect you and um, even a computer to give you advice. Would you um, give up your mental freedom, your freedom of choice um, in order to have that type of safety and security even if you knew that basically it was like a virtual reality? What if you had to make a choice, an actual choice between that world and a real world, a real heaven with God? In other words, you had to surrender your sovereignty to the computer or you had to die and then you would go to be with God. If that sounds familiar, it should because that's going to be what happens with the mark of the beast. So you need to decide because even though these things seem like science fiction, they are quickly going to become real. Humans will have to make a choice whether they will surrender to control at first by a government and then later possibly by just simply by a lot of computers used by a government, I really don't believe that computers are ever going to be uh, develop a consciousness. Consciousness, I don't believe that. Um, so basically, will you surrender to a perfect world controlled by governments um, who control you with computers? Or will you choose to continue to be a free thinker that has uh, has to fend for themselves, possibly, and even die. If this doesn't happen in our lifetime, it could happen in our children's lifetime. So we have to teach them about this choice that, that could be coming. Because no counterfeit heaven that this world system creates will ever be as good as the one that our God has planned for those who love him. And this world will not last forever. God has told us in his word that he is going to judge this world, then destroy it, and then make a new perfect one where he will live with those of us who who love him and his son Jesus Christ. But for now, God has given Satan control over this world. And his plan is, and always has been, to deceive humans into worshiping him and his false system. He's going to use science to try to create a perfect world and deceive those who do not know God. They will accept his counterfeit version of heaven because they don't know the real thing unless we tell them. So we have to keep telling people about Jesus. If you're forced to choose, I hope you will choose your creator. 
because you won't regret it. So that's our, our podcast for today. Now, the series, The Ark of the Scythe, has three books. The, uh, the first one, well, let's see. Yeah, the first one was called Ark of the Scythe. The second one is Thunderhead. And the third one is um, The Toll, which I'm reading The Toll right now, and it's really good, but I really liked The Thunderhead because it, it gives you the perspective of, of the, the computer who, you know, he's, he's like a god over the world. So you get to hear the computer's thoughts as if you're hearing God's thoughts. It's, it's kind of interesting. And um, I'll give you one little, um, what do you call it, um, when you give away something. I forget the word. But in the second book, the people, the people do something so bad that the Thunderhead gets really mad at them. And he quits communicating with them, except for one person. So the third book is really pretty interesting, uh, how the people react when they no longer have, are no longer able to communicate with the computer. (laughs) He still takes care of them, but he doesn't talk to them, kind of like God when he broke fellowship with Adam and Eve. He still took care of them, but he didn't seem like he didn't like uh, communicate with them the same way that he did in the garden. So anyway, I hope you'll give this series a try if you like science fiction. And thanks again for listening to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Bye now.